tired. That's what I am. Well, why? Because of the heat. The heat here is rubbish. It's not heat. It's not heat to be tired about. It's not. <laughs> it's not worth even talking about. It's all right. And actually, I should even diss it before it disappears. But this is not tired heat, Chale. It's it's regular heat. I'm just tired. Work. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. To be honest, after like coming out of the pandemic, everyone's got back to it, but in an intense way, like literally, yeah. like the ground running. So, yeah. But summer's here, man. The sun usually makes things a little bit more bearable, you know. I, I need the sun. I, I'm a sun bunny. I'm one. I'm someone that stands directly under the sun because I just need it. I same, think. Same. But all right, let me get into the in, um, interview. Um, hi, I'm a queer jam fee, founder of the British Blacklist, and I'm here with um, a wonderful gentleman who has been about for a little while. Who's stretching out his creative talents and skills and and, and and creativity into other ventures and stuff, which is what we're going to talk about today. But I will hand over to you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do, please. Yes, I'm definitely trying to spread out the tentacles, 100%. Um, my name is Tiny, Tiny Temper. Um, I'm a musician, but just also like an all-round creative as well. That's what I do. Okay, I've, I, yeah, that's, that's okay of an intro, because I feel like being from the UK, we don't big ourselves up enough. We don't give all the titles and the accolades. I mean, I wanted to hear the awards. I wanted to hear all the projects you've done. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. See? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. This British reserve that we had. You can do that. If there's a little write-up, you can, you can put it in the write-up. Okay, all right. Well, you are groundbreaking. You're like an OG on the scene when it comes to music. Yeah, so how do you feel? Do you feel like you're an OG in these settings? You're not old, but you've just definitely been in the scene for a little while. Yes, in some ways, some ways I do feel like an OG. Like in terms of like when I was coming into like music or entertainment, how I used to perceive it then at the time, like as a 13, 14, 15 year old. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot has happened since then. And obviously a lot has changed. A lot of a lot has evolved and progressed since then. To a certain degree, when I think of my 12 year old self, I feel like an OG in a certain in certain aspects. But then at the same time, I also feel so young in terms of like all the things I know now. Do you know what I mean? And and even still within the creative sector, do you know what I mean? Like there's so many layers and the arts as a, on a whole, is such a broad spectrum as well. When I think about all of that, I feel really young and yeah, just enthusiastic, keen, curious. And yeah, I like it. It's nice to be have fresh eyes on a new thing because I think when you're in it for as I say long, again, I'm not trying to age you, but it's just, you've been about. So it's, it can get jaded and boring quite quickly. So I'm, I, I like hearing that it's still kind of exciting and you're kind of wide-eyed and young to it because that means you're, you go, you, you take on new challenges with a fresh perspective without being like, no, oh, I've been there, done that. What has yeah. been the biggest kind of revelation from young, tiny to mature, tiny, OG, tiny, that's like about the industry, about main, maintaining, I would say, about surviving the industry. That's a very, very good question. Um, like I would say like integrity is is a very big thing. Mm. Uh, not trying to put yourself too much in a, in, in a box, you know, not trying to box yourself too much because I think a lot of people um, end up doing that, whether that's a conscious decision or, or, or an error on their part, I'm not too sure, but you find it a lot. And especially now in the social media time, you know, sometimes you can put a bit of content out there that does really well and then you just end up doing the same thing and then before you know it you're known as that person and one of the things I've kind of learned is that I, you know for me personally 
trying to keep yourself quite broad and quite open, just in the sense that as human beings, most of us are into a few different kind of things. We'll eat a few different cuisines. We might watch a few different types of movies, listen to a few different styles of music. That's, you know, most people I know anyway. So I've definitely learned that. And then I've also learned that like time is a beautiful thing. Like, you know, like um, as people kind of mature, you know, people get into like gardening and things (laughs) like that. Yeah, I'm starting to understand why I'm not quite there yet, but there's beauty in like a maturation process. And some things actually do get better with time and with age. Do you get what I mean? I absolutely agree. It's funny, I was speaking to Mo, the comedian, and he literally is like, I'm, I'm enjoying my garden. I'm building fences and mowing my lawn. And he's finding peace in those spaces. So I absolutely understand that. So what's your, what's your, what's the thing that you do that you're mature, that you feel like, okay, you would never have done that, or you could never have imagined that you'd do that as young, tiny, but now you're doing it like, yeah, this is a thing that I need to do as a grown man. Good question. You know, sometimes um, I don't want to compare it, but recently I've been kind of like traveling kind of alone. Why not? Do you get what I mean? Obviously, I'll travel with my friends sometimes. I'll travel with my family. I'll travel with my work colleagues. But there's also been certain engagements, certain meetings where I've literally just like hopped on a plane. Like just why not? And I think before, yeah, when I think of myself before, I would have never done that. Like I would have been like, oh man, you know, people are watching me or I don't feel comfortable doing this or maybe I need like a few people to be around to assist me with certain things but yeah I've just really been enjoying it and I've read some quotes somewhere I don't know how true it is I had a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio attached to the quote I don't know if he said it or if they just like did it like that but it was basically saying oh from when you can sit in a restaurant all by yourself and be content and be comfortable you can do anything, something along those kind of lines. And it was, it's quite silly when you think about it, but I, I read it and I was like, yeah, there's actually like power in being comfortable just in your own skin, just by yourself. Do you get what I mean? And yeah, I think me get being able to like jump on a flight, I think that's something that I, I can look at and be like, wow, I would have definitely never done that before. No, that, that um, it makes perfect sense. And it is that it's being comfortable in who you are and not relying on other people and having the strength to not rely on other people to define your time and control your time, being free of it. I mean, that's 100, that's absolutely um, important. And so leading into this um, Extraordinary Portraits, this is a like a derivative. Where did, where's this interest? I've read, obviously I've read your background, like you're into fashion and art. You've always been associated with fashion. Where did that mm-hmm. come from that tiny and art and fashion is synonymous? I, I don't know. I think um, in, in terms of like uh, within like within fashion, I've definitely um, been quite visible like over the last couple of years, you get what I mean, like at certain shows, certain designers, you know, that I know, even like certain designers who are really killing it like now, you know, like the new wave, you know, I've had relationships and friendships with them for like significant amount of significant a significant amount of time and people have seen that so maybe it comes from there and then I think with art like there's a few things I don't know like it's hard it's hard to answer or give an answer as to yeah. why people perceive you a certain type of way because I yeah. don't do you get what I mean but with art you know from when I was like 21 I did like a spoken word piece uh for Chris Philly in the Tate Modern right it was literally like an incredible bit of artwork on canvas and he was using like cow dung and all this like mad stuff anyway yeah, yeah. and yeah like I don't I don't know I think people have seen that and there was one time Alexander McQueen you know his estate they put on like an exhibition of some of his designs in the VNA and I went and basically 
presented that as well and it was okay. like you know people could access that so maybe something to do with that but i don't know man. i don't know but it's interesting that i suppose there's another thing about maturity and doing something that's outside of the expected box especially for a black man from a guy that came from like a music the musical roots that you came through that now you're presenting an art show there's things that i think we do in our mature stages like i would never imagine that I don't know if you could imagine that you'd be presenting an art show in this way, especially like this for TV. I'm watching the careers mature of many people that I came up with. I think when we're young, you see the celebrities and you see them as celebrities and you just see them doing what they do. You don't yeah. understand the journey of like, okay, actually there's gonna be a time when they can't do or they don't want to do what they're known for and a branch out to something else. You just don't see that transition. So it's, it's, it's- And I don't think it's so much about can't do or not wanting to do, I just think, time evolves culture evolves the zeitgeist yeah. evolves it's kind of like you know you now with the british black blacklist you know what i mean there was a time people knew and knew you in a completely different capacity there's no difference at all it's exactly the same do you know what i mean it's not because you, you can't do that if you didn't want to it's not because you don't want to do it. maybe you don't but i think time progresses in it and evolves and the zeitgeist is continuously changing and for me like i always just looked at it as there's so many things that I'm interested in, but do people care? Like, no, nah, not really. Like, do you get what I mean? Cool, just like what you like, get into, also really into watches as well, do you get what I mean? I know within rap music, that's more of like a common thing that you hear about, but yeah, there's like lots of little things that I'm passionate about or into. And obviously social media has been like a great way for many people like myself, entertainers, artists, etc., to show some of that. With these opportunities, it was similar to that because now I don't really see it as like TV or film or whatever. I just see it all as content because ultimately the content, regardless of where it comes from, always just ends up on one's phone, on their, you know, on the tile. Do you get what I mean? That's it. Do you get what I mean? Once it lands there, that's basically what, what it is. Um, and usually it will be like a five second clip of the bit that everyone likes. Do, do you get what I mean? So yeah. I'm more looking at it like that and I just kind of, yeah, for me, it was an opportunity to just express myself differently, communicate something differently, create a gateway for people who had curiosity or interest in art to that degree to like take more of an interest in it. Do you get what I mean? And also whoever from my background is into it, but maybe feels like it's not a thing or, yeah. you know, that many avenues to also just show that, yeah, there is, do you get what I mean? And there's loads of rappers that invest in art and, you know, attend uh, exhibitions and go to things like freeze but maybe it's just not bar someone like jay-z or a couple of other rappers it's not something that is just that common so that's yeah. the way i'm kind of seeing it it's like okay cool i'm a british artist you know there's several different ways i can express myself and this is something that can exist this is something that you know is about the people first and foremost but it's also something that can exist beyond me it's on a platform that's different to my platform and yeah, it's just content, you know? Like, I don't know if you saw recently, but Obama is um, doing something with Netflix. Like, firstly, him and his wife, they've produced, or they're one of the producers on a show called Ada Twist. Yeah. Scientist, which is like an animation, and it's like about a really clever black girl, and she's like a scientist. And again, that's something that you could also say, oh, rah, didn't I didn't think that. the former president of the United States would be in that. And then he's also... I believe he's presenting or curating a show about um, nature. I haven't seen that. Yeah, but when I saw that, I was like, wow, I was like, wow. You know, like, not to, like, you know how you say we don't really toot our, our own horns or whatever. Now I'm going to toot my, my own horns. You have you know? to. 
that's when I was like, rah, I'm ahead. Do you get what I mean? Okay, cool. Like these were opportunities that were presented to me, but yes, like, thank God I did them because it does make sense. Do you get what I mean? We're in a new time, so you like guys, rah, if Obama is doing this on Netflix, do you get what I'm saying? Like, rah, it's, 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 it's where you get the inspiration and it is like a freeing yourself of not of, of, of the constraints of being who society thinks you should be or what you should do because you're either a rapper or because you're a fashion designer or whatever, whatever. It's those boxes that we break free of. And I think that is the beautiful thing. And it definitely helps for us as black people seeing our icons, our faves, all that type of stuff in doing different things. It allows us to feel like, OK, this is possible for me. And with this show, Extraordinary portraits, it, and it's also got like such a heartful meaning at the core of it. Like um, we spoke yeah. to Kelvin Okafor, who yeah. I think he, he drew Catherine Pugh, Catherine yeah. Pugh, I should say. So her story and he's the way he said it affected him, and the inspiration he drew from someone like her story, where she was a, a burn victim and realizing her beauty in a portrait. What have been some of the most moving stories that you experienced doing this series? To be honest, like they're all moving in some way, shape, or yeah. form. The point where. I didn't really even expect them to be as moving as they were until like I actually got into it. Some of the stories are so emotional. Um, obviously, like with Catherine, she was literally on a bus, totally out of her own control, coming down a mountain after skiing uh, with her partner. Do you get what I mean? In a kind of blissful setting. I've been in that kind of setting before. It's blissful. It's amazing. Just for the 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 um the bus for the brakes to stop. Do you get what I mean? And then for there to be a choice whether the, the bus crashes into the side of the mountain or just drives off, do you get what I mean? And then everyone's done. So those kind of things, obviously we hear about things every single day happening in this world. And now with the sort of platforms we have, we see a lot more as well. But when you hear some of these stories, I just could, some of them are quite unimaginable. And that was a beautiful part of like doing all of it because we did it all during the pandemic in a time where everyone was struggling in some sort of way with their thoughts, with just a bit of uncertainty, their own worries, their own self-interest. For me, it was very humbling to just be in a space where people were freely sharing their stories, not just to me, but to the world, essentially. And, you know, they had overcome so much. It just put everything in perspective for me as well. I guess it's like what, doing a series like this, is, and especially on the back of the pandemic, was it possibly cathartic for you as well? Yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, it was one of those things where it was kind of like, almost like melancholy in a sense that, rah, you know, like this is a time where no one's allowed to come out. It's such a, it's such a weird time, but now I get to share this space with individuals and all of these individuals are so grateful, you know, whether it's grateful to be here, whether it's grateful to be alive, whether it's like, like so yeah, there was definitely that feeling within me. And yeah, I feel like even as a human, being like I've definitely matured um, a little bit more through this process as well so that's been a bonus too. So is this you you're going to be the host of this like for seasons and seasons to come is this where is this your happy place doing this show or I don't know because it, it's it's so suited. Oh no I'm thank you man um, to be honest like I haven't really thought that far ahead I think the way I do things is even like the way I release music like I just feeling and I just do it in it like that's it and I and I thank God that I've been able to get myself to a place and obviously with the help of everybody else to a place where I have that luxury to a certain degree where I can really sit on something and be like is this something I want to do and sometimes things are only like sometimes someone is only meant to release like one single sometimes mm -hmm. someone is only meant to release one album 
do you get what I mean? Or like someone like a Sade is only meant to, you know, release a project, a series of projects in a certain type of way and then that's it. Do you get what I mean? And yeah, I think when I'm thinking of all of this stuff, I haven't really thought that far ahead. It's just like, if I enjoy it and it feels good, then I'll do it. Yeah, until it feels different, then yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that when I get to that. Well, I appreciate what you're doing. It's, um, it's great. We've got to wrap up time now. But um, you're Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio. So just wanted to put it out there. Scorpio gang gang. Scorpio, um, gang. Scorpio gang gang. Uh, just quickly, I know Freya's going to be like, hurry up. Just quick getting to know you questions. What's a favourite book you've got to have in your position at all times? Oh, favourite book at all times? Mm-hmm. Like you've got to have with you, like wherever you go, they need this book in your possession. That's a very good question. Um, I, obviously, when I read the books after that, I'm kind of done with it. So I wouldn't say there's one that I need to keep with me at all times. But the book I'm reading at the moment is a book called Indistractable by um, Nur... I can't remember his surname, but um, yes, it's called Indistractable and I'm loving it. Okay, a TV show or film that you've got that you've watched on repeat. Whenever it's on, you'll watch it again and again and again. Um, it's funny because obviously Drake just released his video um, with the wedding singer in it, but like Wedding Crashes is always a film that I like okay. watch over and over again, and I'm like, this is always good, super bad. I can watch something like even Asofia in London. Have you ever watched that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can watch that all the time. There's probably a couple. Okay, and give me um something, music, like a song or an album that just defines who you are. Or maybe like if your friends put it on, something that your friends will put on or your family, they're like, this will have Tiny rocking out. Um, good question, but I feel different all, all the time. So there can't be, there's not one song, one album. That's why people have, you know, they'll have their nighttime play. That's why people have playlists. There's different moods for different things. So yeah, and especially as a musician myself, like that's so hard for me to think okay. about that. Fair I love it too much for it to be that specific. Okay, something impactful that you saw on a stage, whether it what just something that impacted you, whether it could concert, a play, or something that really had a lasting memory on you, impact on you. Um, I literally um recently went to the Royal Court and there's a play, there's a play that's out. I don't know if it's still out now, but it was called For All the Black Boys. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Have you seen it? I think my, one of my writers went to see it. I'm so pissed I couldn't get to see it, but they went to see it. Everyone, everyone's been blown away by it. I can't wait for it to come back. What did the writer say about it? Amazing. Everyone, like, I've not heard one person say a bad thing about it. They just said it's beautiful. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that, because that, that was super recent as well. That was like a couple of weeks ago. So when I saw that, actors, incredible message behind it, incredible. And for me, I think it was the first time that, like, how can I explain it? There was like a spectrum of, black boys on the stage and it was like not to go into too much detail because obviously people need to see it for themselves if they're interested in in that sort of thing but like yeah I don't know I think like most of the time things are quite uniform aren't they so you know people tend to hang out with people who are quite similar to them etc etc you know a lot of the music videos things are quite uniform tv productions film productions all quite uniformed so to see this it was kind of like a full spectrum like the wavy one, the geeky one, the roadman, the this, the that. And for me, it was it was quite refreshing because that is kind of what it was tackling. Do you get I me? Mean? What is manhood? You know, what is it to be black? And all our individual life experiences that make me different, you know, make us different. You know, how much can we relate and how much are we willing to like sit and listen and understand yeah. about each other? Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know, the typical, you know, Nigerian and Caribbean debate was in there. 
I'm sorry, African and Caribbean debate. Well, yeah, all of that stuff. You know what Nigerians are like. They always just say Nigeria. I know, you lot are just, just rich, man. As a proud Ghanaian, I fight through it. But yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I get it. Um, But thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Um, Enjoy your break. All right. See you soon, babe. Take care.